Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsism. Now, let's get after it. Hello, wonderful people. It's another lovely day out here in the city. It is still white with snow, and it's beginning to look like Christmas. For me, this season is the most exciting time of the year because it's the only time you get to see lights, shoppers filling up the malls, singing and overall joy in the community. The excitement in the air around Christmas time only happens once a year, and I cannot wait to see how heaven will be like, where the joy and excitement in the air will be an everyday affair. A place where we wouldn't have to wait once a year to experience such joy in the atmosphere. Well, from me and my wife, from my family here, from us to you, we want to wish you a wonderful Christmas this year and a happy new year in advance. Today's topic will focus on a topic uh, called knowing God. It is a part two in the series of our subject matter of knowing God. But what does it mean to know God? When people speak about knowing Jesus, they refer to having a relationship with him. Being a Christian is more than knowing about Jesus. Being a Christian is knowing him personally. Jesus spoke of the need to know the Savior when he prayed in John 17 verse 3 and I read, This is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So you see, it is one thing to know about a sports hero. And I'm sure, you know, Pele, uh, Drogba, you know, Barca players and all that, Ronaldo. It is one thing to know these guys. And it is quite another thing to be a friend of these athletes. You can read about every news article on your hero, memorize every stat, and collect every piece of memorabilia, but yet never really know the athlete himself. To truly know a sports hero, you would have to do more than just watch him play. You would have to have a relationship with him based on time spent together and regular conversations. When a person truly knows Jesus, it is on the basis of a relationship. They spend time together and talk regularly. And when we know Jesus, we also know God. Because Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 20 says, We know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. You cannot say you know God if you don't know Jesus. Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Like we just established, knowing Jesus is more than the prayers you make before bedtime or the prayer you make before dinner time. God is looking for more than just a formal relationship. God is looking for more than a good morning Holy Spirit, the words you say when you wake up from bed. It is God's desire to know you and for you to know him more intimately. Some of us have been in intimate relationships 
with people, you know, that is, that is a relationship on a different level entirely. So in other words, an intimate relationship with your spouse or your family is on a different level compared to your co-worker at work. You cannot compare such relationship with some other casual relationships we have in our lives. When you know God, you become naked before Him. There are no secrets between you and God. You open up your life before Him and He comes in to fill that void. I see some of us keeping casual relationships with Jesus when He should be upgraded to a more intimate status. People know how important it is to keep a close personal relationship with friends and family. And having Jesus in your life should be no different. Don't let the business of life take your time of intimacy with, intimacy with Jesus. Couples who rarely spend time together do not last. Their relationship is headed for the rocks. If you are interested in upgrading your relationship status with Jesus, then you have to deliberately make some life-changing decisions today. Let us look at a man who valued his relationship with God to the extent that he prayed a very popular prayer. Moses was that man who said in Exodus chapter 33, verse 13, he says, Lord, let me know your ways so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. As a result, Bible says in Psalms chapter 103, verse 7, and it says, God showed Moses his ways, but to the children of Israel, his acts. Can you see the difference? God will be intimate with those passionate about knowing him. But for the others looking for miracles over knowing God, he shows them his acts or his works. I make bold to say that those looking for what they can get from God, that is the acts of his miracles, divine favor and the rest, only have a shallow Christian foundation. And for those who seek the face of God earnestly, God will reveal his character to them. Please note that you can never fully know the character of a person until you get to know him or her on a more intimate level. Those looking for what they can get from God's hands are like needy children who can never get filled or satisfied. They look to God like some cash cow, wanting to cash in on the blessings, but never caring to know the giver of such blessings. That is the difference between knowing God's way, like Moses prayed, and the acts of God to the children of Israel. Emphasis on the word children. The emphasis is there because children tend to behave like that, where they are more interested in the gifts they get from relatives and friends over knowing the person on a more intimate level who gave them such gifts. 
Now let us lay aside such childish notions and begin to grow in our thinking. Spiritual maturity is a sign that you have outgrown the childish things of always wanting the blessings without knowing the giver of the blessing. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, he says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I talked. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. There's an interesting picture Jesus painted about the end of days. And whenever I think about it, I see more reason why it is very important that you know Jesus on a more intimate level. Matthew chapter 7 verse 22 says, On judgment day, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. Then Jesus will say to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you workers of iniquity. Hmm. Does, does that not sound like a scary thing if this was to happen to you? To hear those words at the end of your life, after all the sacrifices you have made, all the energy you have spent working to move the kingdom of God forward, all the years of preaching and the many signs and wonders that, 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 they, that may have come out of your ministry or out of you or out of your, your passion and your gifts, only to hear those chilling words of Jesus saying to you, I never knew you. God forbid. From where we just read, we can establish that knowing God cannot be replaced with your church activities. Don't be deceived. Knowing Jesus cannot be replaced with how faithful you are in your tithes and offerings. Knowing Jesus cannot be replaced with how active you are in your church, how well you sing in the choir, how well you pray, how long you pray, and how often you fast. Please listen to episode 36, where we talked about activity versus spiritual reality. Now, if you don't know Jesus intimately, how can you then act on his behalf? Where we just read should be a chilling reminder to any impersonators. There are many impersonators claiming God sent them, when in reality, they only send themselves, but then acting in God's name. Where we just read should, should, should serve as, as a deterrent to anyone who feels like they can act for a God they do not know. You need to know God to act for God. You need to know God on a more personal, intimate level to act for Him, to even do His works. Because where we just read, all those people, they cast out demons, they did all those wonderful things in the church, but, end of the, but then at the end of the day, Jesus said to them, I do not know you. And the frustrating fruit that comes out of this confusion is the fact that many doctrines have found its way into Christianity, where we see and hear strange happenings in our churches. There is, now, this is a confirmation that they lack of knowing Jesus leads 
to many differing views on issues in Christendom. When you know God for yourself, issues like abortion, sex before marriage, homosexuality, being gay or gayism and the rest has no place in God's house. The activities you do for God cannot translate to having a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Don't let anyone deceive you into thinking your works is the saving grace you have. The realm of our works getting us uh, God's approval is gone. For this thought process was man-made. The thought process of, you know, working for God to end his favor is so wrong. Our faith in God is such that it is not dependent on the works that you do for him. Now, man, in a bid to seek the approval of higher powers, they believed that the only way to get the approval of God was to focus more on what they can do for God over having an intimate relationship with him. I'll go into some history right now. When we look at the Knights Templars, you know, those knights who fought in the wars back in the 11th century, you know, they fought in wars to secure the city of Jerusalem in the 1100s, about nine, 900 years ago. We see men who were zealous for God going into battle for a God they did not know. They felt it was their responsibility to wrestle the holy city of Jerusalem from the hands of the Muslim nations. These men left their families, left their loved ones, and traveled thousands of kilometers on horsebacks, risking their lives for a cause that God did not send them. For most of these men, they saw their service as their only way of salvation to heaven and to get an approval from God. The history is there for you to see. You can Google the Knights Templars and get to know what these men did, all the atrocities committed, all in the name of a God they did not know. Sadly, it is the same thing we see today. Many are carrying Christianity on their heads, not knowing the God of the Christians. Many are overzealous for God's house, but there is no substance. These people dwell on activity over spiritual reality of knowing Jesus for themselves. They find fulfillment in being busy, but do not understand that they need to pause for a moment and ask themselves if they are really finding fulfillment in the work they do for God. These are the same people who easily fall into temptation because they did not take the time and discipline to study the Bible, to know God and be strong against the enemy's temptations. Oh, if only they knew to just take a break. If only they can hear Jesus telling them to rest and build themselves in the most holy faith. Don't be deceived by the illusion of activity overtaking spiritual reality. The two can never mix. This is why I tell people not to jump into ministry until you have had an experience with Jesus Christ. Please listen to episode 36 where we analyzed 
the prophet Isaiah, who sent himself to do a work God never sent him. He had spent chapters 1 to 5 of his life jumping up and down in ministry, only for a genuine experience to come about later in his life in chapter 6. It is important that you take stock of your life, even as this year is coming to an end. Because we need you to start the year 2020 on a right footing with God. Yes, mistakes have been made. Yeah, they are long gone. Sit down. The year is ending. Take stock of everything that has happened, especially of your spiritual work with God. Take stock of what has happened. See for yourself, has there been any improvement? You've been working for God, singing here, going up and down, jumping up in ministry, preaching, everything you've been doing, busy, activity. But then you are neglecting feeding your spirit man. I think it is time to do an overhaul again of your spiritual timetable with God. I pray for you that 2020 will be a year of spiritual explosion for you, where you will not only know your God, but you will know your God and be strong. Hallelujah. So, take stock of this year. I want you to assess your spiritual journey with God and ask yourself, do I really know Jesus? You see, you cannot say you know someone when you have not spent quality time with him or her. You don't know his family background. You don't know the kind of job he's doing. You don't know his history, his character. You don't even know where he lives. How then can you say you know this person? But the good news is you can know him today. At least it's a start. The path to spiritual growth is a gradual process, just like childbirth, up until adulthood. And some may ask, how can I know this Jesus? Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You must believe that Jesus is Lord and that he has risen from the dead. That was the reason why he died, to pay for our sins. So sit down and take stock. Enough of, of all the jumping around. Take stock. Calm down. Rest. Take stock of this year. Your journey from January to December, where has it led you to? Has your life improved? Or is your life stagnant? No improvements? Or maybe for some, maybe your life is even getting worse. It is time. You go to church every day. Oh, you are in this prayer meeting. You are in that fasting. You are... Take a break. God wants an intimate relationship with you. What is the point of all of these activities in church when there is no spiritual reality attached to any one of them? It is... It is it's useless. It is. I, I'm sorry. I'm just being very open because I used to be in that shoe. There was a time in my life when, in fact, this is in my previous episodes of, of the podcast, there was a period in my life where, where I felt 
Being active for God was all I needed to grow. I suffered. I really suffered. Because all the things I've had to go through to learn up to this point, I had to go through them. It was a process for me. But you don't have to make all the mistakes I've made before you know that you need to know God for yourself. I took a break, a break from all the fellowships and all the church. I took a break from all of the activity and I told God in my room, Lord, I want to know you today. Enough of all the running around. I want to know you. And as usual, God came through. So I want to pray for you. Let us pray. So you can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I come before you today to confess with my mouth that you are Lord and King. I believe you came to die for my sins. And I ask that you walk with me through the process of really knowing who you are. I want to know you. And I want to serve you with my life. Thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Now, if you have prayed that prayer, I believe that you are on your way to knowing Jesus. And he will be there to guide you all, all, every step of the way. So please email us. Let us know how the journey has been for you. I cannot wait to have my wife bring you another dynamic word to you next week. Please make sure to tune in and listen. And I'm very sure you'll be blessed. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at walkinginpurposepodcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.